unlocking kingdom wealth. How do I, how do I unlock it? Yes, wealth is available, and we're not ashamed to talk about wealth today. We're not ashamed to talk about the wealth in the kingdom. We're not ashamed to talk about giving an offering. The best time and the best way, the best time to sow an offering is in crisis. The best time to bring your way out of something is to give a gift. Ask the woman of Zarephath. When she was in trouble, the prophet came to her and said to her, if you want to make it out of this, bring me something first. Give me a first fruit that lets God know that you trust him with the rest of your life that you trust him with the rest of your life. In Genesis 22 is where we'll teach from today. Say it with me, with your family. Let's unlock kingdom wealth, right? Teach your family, teach your children not to be afraid of the word wealth. Wealth isn't just being rich. Wealth is having health, relationships, and riches, all three. And that's what God promised us in Deuteronomy 8 and 18. He said, if you remember me, if you remember the Lord God, for he is, the, he is the one that gave you power to get wealth so that he could establish his covenant as he promised your fathers, and it is this day. So there is a covenant of wealth that's been given to us. I want to let you know today how to unlock it, how to unlock it. So you can turn in your Bibles, if you're at home or wherever you are, to Genesis 22. Genesis 22 is a great story that most people don't see it as a first fruit offering story, but that's really all it is. It's a, it's a story about first fruit. It's an example about first fruit, and especially we have to realize that it's the story of the father of our faith, Abraham, who was promised sons all over the world, like, like the stars, like the sand. He had this promise from God. How is he going to get this promise? How is he going to unlock this promise? How is he going to unlock what God told him? Okay, write it down. I may have a promise for my family. I may have a vision for my business. I may have something I believe God wants to do for me. There's a door he's going to open. There is influence. There's wealth coming in my life. I'm believing God for supernatural healing. But the promise is not enough. It's not enough to have a promise from God. You've got to unlock that promise. And that promise can be unlocked by what you do. It's the only way. It won't be unlocked by your confession. Talk to me. It won't be unlocked just because you're talking. It will only be unlocked when you do something that's found in the ways of God. What are his ways? Not just his word, but what are his ways? How does he function? He's going to show us through Abraham. Here, let's read a little bit. There are a few verses. This is a few verses, but this is the one story I want you to get today as you're giving. Because today, as you give your offering, or as you make up, you make up in your mind to give your offering, certain things are going to be unlocked for you today. He's going to unlock some things for you today. At least I'm believing that. That's where my faith is. Say amen, somebody. Here's what it says. Now it came to pass after these things that God did what? He tested Abraham. And he said to Abraham, Abraham, and Abraham said to him, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I'm right here. So what did God want from Abraham? Then he said to Abraham, take now your son, write it down, your son, your only son, and then he named him Isaac. He didn't really have to do this to Abraham. 
But he said, take your son, your only son, his name is Isaac. Abraham only had one son. He only had one son by Sarah. So Abraham knew exactly who he was talking about. Bring me your son. What do I want you to do with him? Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains in which I'll show you when you get there. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your son, your only son, Isaac, and I want you to take him to the mountain and I want you to offer him as a burnt offering. Let me stop right there before anybody thinks right up front. Don't turn me off. God is not into offering children as burnt offerings. Many tribes, many nations, many people got him all wrong, and they sacrificed babies so that God will love them. No, you're into real foolishness. This is heresy, and it's murder. Okay? God doesn't want sacrifice of children in any way, in any place, for any reason. He's getting to something with Isaac. He's getting to something with Isaac because Isaac is Abraham's only chance to have children and grandchildren. He's all he has. Isaac is all Abraham has, and now God is saying, bring him to me. Sacrifice your only chance to have children, have grandchildren. Because by now, Abraham is 130 years old. It's over. Can you say it's over? So watch, so watch, what, he, watch what he says to him in the next verse. He said, so what did Abraham do the next morning? So Abraham rose early early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he put the split he split the wood for the burnt offering and he arose and went to the place in which God had told him we don't see any arguments we don't see any hesitation maybe there was it's not written in the in the scripture for us we don't see Abraham struggling with this Abraham got up early in the morning got the wood got the fire and got Isaac <laughs> and headed out to this mountain. Watch what happens. So Abraham, he rose early. Next verse, please. He went to the place where God would show him. Then on the third day, three-day walk, three-day walk, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place for, saw the place afar off. He saw where he was supposed to go with Isaac. All right? Next verse. Okay? And Abraham said to his young men, stay here. Listen to what Abraham calls it. Abraham says, stay here because me and the lad, the lad and I, will go yonder, and we're going to worship. Listen to what Abraham calls it. Abraham calls his first fruit offering worship. He calls it worship. Me and Isaac are going to worship. No, that's not what we read. We read a few minutes ago, you're getting ready to kill your son and burn him to God. Abraham says, y'all don't understand God at all. All y'all know is his words. All you know is his words. And I'm telling you, Christian, I'm telling you that if the only thing you know is the Bible, you're in trouble. you got to know why it's written, what God is after, what his heart is, or you'll, get, you'll mess up a lot of people's minds. He doesn't want you to kill your Isaac. He just wants to know if you'll give it up for him. And he calls it worship. Worship is not this swaying from side to side, lying to God, telling you love him. Worship is when you're able and willing to give up what's important to you, knowing that God can replace it. I hope I'm talking to somebody. That's what worship is. Worship is not lying with your mouth. Worship is giving up stuff from your hand. When you're willing to lay it down and say, God, I'm going to give you Isaac. 
You might not give me another Isaac, but I'm telling you, I trust you for another one. I trust you for another one. If you don't give me another Isaac, I'm not going to have another one. But I trust you, God. I trust you with this first fruit offering. It may be more. I may be, you may be giving more than it's wise to give. You may be giving more than it's smart to give. You may be, able, you may be getting ready to give God more. It's risky for you. I'm telling you, write it down. There is no risk in God. You can't risk enough. You can't risk enough. He says, we are going up there to worship. This is worship to me. Worship, that's why I get fired up on First Fruit Week. I get fired up on what y'all call Easter and Resurrection Sunday. Because I know what it is. It's that day when God gave up all he had. He only had one son. Just one son. And he said, if I want everybody else, I got to give up my only son. Because Abraham is getting ready to be the example. I better continue here. Are your children clapping your hands? This is easy for kids to understand. Hmm? Now watch this. Then they came to the place which God had told him. And Abraham, what did he do? He built an altar. He getting ready to worship. He's getting ready to worship with his gift. He built an altar. He put the wood on the altar. And then he tied up Isaac. This is crazy. He tied up Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Isaac had already asked the question. Listen, Dad, uh, I get it. You're going up here to sacrifice. I'm 30. We do this all the time. We sacrifice to God. I know how this works. I see the wood. I see the fire. But where's the sacrifice? I mean, what's, what are we offering to God? Abraham says, don't worry about it. God will provide himself a lamb. The Bible, they put the word for in there. It's italicized. Okay. They say in the Bible they write to you because they think all you know is his word. They don't want to mess you up. In the Bible it says uh, God will provide for himself a lamb. The for is italicized, which means it wasn't in the original canon. They added it to help you and I understand, but they messed us up. It should read God will provide himself a lamb. He is the lamb. Jesus is God. And Jesus is the lamb. <laughs> and Isaac is now tied up, trusting his father. Trusting his father. Abraham now lifts up the knife. He took a knife in his hand to kill his son. The Bible says he stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Next verse. I got to get through this. But the angel of the Lord called out to him. What did he say? Uh, Abraham, Abraham had to call him twice. You call a guy once if you know he's looking at you. Can I stop now? But Abraham was getting ready to thrust the knife into his son's heart. He was getting ready to sacrifice his only son. He was in motion to take Isaac his only son. And God says, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. What did God say to him next? He says, here I am. So God said to him, don't lay a hand on your lad and don't do anything to him for, write it down, because now I know. Hold on. What do you mean you know? What do you know now that you didn't know before? What do you know now, God, that you did not know before? I know that you fear me. I know that 
Your only son you're giving to me, but you're believing I can give you another so you can have the sand on the seashore and the stars in the sky. You're telling me that even if I kill Isaac here, you'll give miraculously give me another son and you'll give me the world. God says, now I know that you fear me. Watch this. So since you have not withheld your first fruit offering, since you haven't withheld it from me, all your people are telling you to withhold it. Why are you giving all that money to the church? You could do something with that money. You could pay for your house with that money. You could pay it off. You could pay for college for your kids. You could buy a car with this money you're giving to the church. Look at you, your silly self. Look back over the last 13 years of your first fruit. That's a lot of money. You could have done a lot with that money. Hmm? They don't understand what you're doing. You're not just giving an offering, you're being Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham gave a first fruit that would bless his house 10 generations after. Four to 500 years, Abraham gave for his grandchildren and secured them to be blessed. And the people of Israel are still blessed because of Father Abraham who understood first fruit. Do you understand first fruit? You may not understand the power of it, but you're going to begin to see it now. So Abraham, Abraham saw the lamb. God said, don't kill him. Saw the lamb. He takes the lamb now. Who's the lamb? This is Jesus. This is God's son being provided for us foretold. He offered it as a burnt offering. How? Instead of his own son. He offered the lamb. What happened next? Amazing story. And Abraham called the name, write it down, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide everything he's promised me when I give my first fruit. Not before. Well, God gave me a promise. How long are you going to live without the promise being fulfilled? God sent me to you to tell you how to unlock the wealth. The wealth that you want is in your hands. It's up to you. It's not up to God. He's placed it in his will. People are giving up on church all over the place. And now that there's a crisis, they're all trying to find their way back to church, back to God and back to his principles, because none of the other principles worked. None of them worked. You hear what I'm saying? Then the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham the second time. This is the second time. Don't miss this. This is the second time God's going to call out to Abraham. The second time. The first time is when he said, Abraham, Abraham, don't kill your son. You got to pay attention to what he's getting ready to say next. The angel of the Lord called out to Abraham the second time out of heaven, out of another realm, out of the realm of God and where God lives, how God operates. And watch what he says to Abraham. By myself, I have sworn. So God says, in the past, I told you, that I was going to make you great. I was going to make your name great. This is Genesis 12. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you famous. I'm going to bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, and you're going to be a blessing to the entire earth. That's the five promises, right? But he said, I swore that, says the Lord. But because you have done this thing, I swore it to you, but because you have done this thing, this first truth, I have not withheld and have not withheld your son. You've not withheld your first fruit. You've not withheld what you think is going to be your promise. 
You gave it to me, your only thing. This is what I was dependent on. I was dependent on this investment to bring me out. I was dependent upon this thing to bring me out. This was my nest egg. This was our last piece of food we were going to eat as a family. And this is over. <laughs> but read the next verse. Because you've not withheld your only son, listen to what he says. This is the same promise, y'all. This is the same promise made to him in Genesis 12. Why is it important today? Because he's finally done something to unlock it. He has now done something to unlock it. Now watch the same promise. Same promise. I will bless you. <laughs> I will multiply. I will multiply your descendants. Listen, as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the sea seashore and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies same promise what happened the offering keep reading keep reading in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed why because you brought me the offering i asked you for I told you, now some people have been asking me, what shall I give? I said, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. I can't tell you what to give. I'm not God. I didn't wake you up. Your preacher didn't wake you up. Your bishop didn't give you life. Your bishop is not protecting you from viruses. God is protecting you and your children. God allows you to make money. God allows you to go to work. I can't get into witchcraft and manipulate you. It's between you and God. Ask him. Ask God. God, what offering do you want? What offering matches what you promised? There it is in the word. If you want to give me the sand beside the seashore, what offering matches it? What are you asking me for? What should I give? Fast and pray. Ask God, what matches the promise? What's in my heart? Where have you brought me from? What matches your great history in my life? That's what we ask God for. And now we bring to him what he requires. That matches the promise. I'm telling you, I'm excited for me and my family today. We brought an offering, the biggest one we've ever given. Because <laughs> I'm believing God that if he gave me that investment that could make that amount of money, then God, you can give me 20 more thousand just like that. You can multiply it. That's what I'm believing. Did I read them all? Did I read them all or did I get lost? All the chairs got spit on them. Everybody, all the chairs are full of the Holy Ghost right now. Every chair in here just got saved and got delivered. Okay, now, blessing on blessing, I will bless you. Verse 18, in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So now, get these points. Write these down real quick. Real quick. Write these down. Write these down. Your test to give is just a setup. It's a setup. God may be testing you by telling you, Abraham, give me Isaac, your only son. His name is Isaac. It's a test. So God may ask you for an offering or put an offering in your heart. Your child may give you a number. Our children did years ago. Dad, we just believed this number. Before they were writing checks, before they knew what money was, this is the number I believe God gave us. So we have to pray. But when God asks you for something, it's just a test. It's a test to see if you trust him. That's all it is. Number two, he says now, what I want you to do, and this is so profound. 
God says, I want you to give me the promise that I gave you. Isaac, Abraham was prophesied when he was 75, he would have Isaac. Abraham was prophesied to God in Genesis 12, you're going to have Isaac. At 100 years old, he's had Isaac, only son, with his wife, Sarah. 30 years later, he offered Isaac on, on the altar. You hear what I'm saying? So this promise, this promise is a 55-year-old promise. And now that Isaac is 30, which is the age of getting the inheritance, getting married, and all that, God says, I want you to give it to me, your only son, your only thing, your only way out, the only way you're going to have multiplication of children. But God will want you to give, you what you're de- give him what you're depending on. If you're depending on something, he says, I don't want you to depend on that, so I'm asking you for it. I'm asking you to give it to me. Why? Because God wants to provide for you, number three. God always provides. Tell your kids, say it out loud, shout back at me. I want to hear you shout from your house. God always supplies. He always provides. He always brings a ram if you want to give. He always opens doors. There's no closed doors for you, not now. Right now, there are only open doors. There's only yes from God. There are only opportunities. Even if you're being let go from something, it's an opportunity. Even if they're saying this is the end, it's just an opportunity. It's just God opening more doors for you. He always provides. Number four, God wants to put you in the position where he can say, oh, now I know. Now I know. You're not just talking to me, Martin. You're not just flapping your gums. You're not just playing a religious game. You're not just just talking to people up front. You are bringing me a serious offering that is a game changer for you if you kept it. If I kept my first fruit offering, it would be a game changer in my family. It would be a game changer. Do you hear me what I'm saying to you up in here? It would be a literal game changer. It would change everything, but it only worked for me for a little while. I need something bigger. I'm investing, I'm giving to God, and I'm saying, I trust you for more opportunities. Even though I may not have any more, don't make any difference. I'm trusting you for more opportunities. Come on, say, now I know. God doesn't know you believe in the promises until you give them back to him. He doesn't know you believe until you give it back to him. Now watch this. Number five, now I can, this is what God is saying, now I can fulfill my promises to you. All you had was a promise before, Abraham, but now that you've given this offering, now I can fulfill what I want for you. How? Because I know what you're going to do with it when I give it to you. You're going to give me honor when I give it to you. You're going to lift up my name because I give it to you. You're going to tell everybody it wasn't you. You're going to tell everybody it was me. You're going to tell everybody you're going to testify everywhere you go. You're going to tell everybody about the goodness of God. When they say, wow, your family's living at a high level, you're going to say, God did it. When you're driving and living and giving to people, setting people free and providing jobs, you're going to say, God did it. When you're lifting up and making sure that your grandchildren are taken care of and everybody says, you're so smart, you're going to say, uh-uh, God did it. When you're spinning off business after business, when you're helping people survive, when you're feeding and giving people water, they're going to say, wow, you're so, you're so wonderful. No, I'm not wonderful. God did it. 
God says, I know what you're going to do with the wealth. I know what you're going to do with the wealth. I know what you're going to do with the wealth. So let me give you what I promise. Let me open the door for you that I promise. Let me bring you into the land that I promise you. It's a whole different world. Come on, somebody shout. Now he knows. Come on, don't play AWC online. Don't play. Say, now he knows. I done dropped my first fruit offering. I've opened the door to the promises of God for my life. So now he knows he can trust me. He can trust me. He can trust me from moving to the 1,000 square foot house, to the 2,500 square foot house, to the 5,000 square foot house, to the 10,000 square foot house, because it don't matter to me where I live. If I live in a cardboard box, I'm going to lift my hands. If I'm living in my car, I'm going to lift my hands. My whole life belongs to God. It don't matter. Now God knows. Martin, will you give it up? God will never, listen, let me tell you like this. God will never have to ask you again if you trust him. He'll never come to you after this day and say, do you trust me? Do you trust me? No, he has proof you trust him. Now, lastly, you may have a promise, but now you've unlocked it. For those of you who haven't given yet, here's going to be your chance to unlock it. There's just one more scripture I want to read to you. It's in Hebrews, so that we understand, well, I need a New Testament scripture, Pastor. That's Old Testament. That's Old Covenant. Give me some New Covenant stuff. Ignorance is not bliss. Watch what the New Testament says. By faith, watch. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested. Come on, come on. Give somebody an elbow bump and tell them it's just a test. That's all it is. Pastor Martin ain't testing you. I don't get none of this. This ain't mine. This all belongs to God. It's all God's. What I'm giving goes to God or my men of God from around the world. It, it's, it belongs to God. He was tested. It's a test for you. It's a test for you. Don't fail. Don't flunk. <laughs> don't fail this test. Your children will pay for it. Your grandchildren will pay for it if you fail this test. And he who had, he offered Isaac, watch now, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. This is stupid. He, Abraham, who already had the promises, because Isaac was his promise. He gave his only son. By faith, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And the promises were offered only, he offered his only begotten son. Next scripture, right? Of whom was said, in Isaac your seed. This is my, this is, this is the only way I'm going to have the nation. Isaac, next verse. This is the only way I'm going to have the world. This is what he concluded. He concluded. Read it with me. That God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a... Let me help you with that. 
Abraham said, I'm going to kill him because I know this is all I got. But if I say Isaac is all I got to you, you're going to shut down every promise. So I'm going to bring you Isaac. I'm going to sacrifice him. And then I know I'm going to stay here on this mountain until you raise him from the dead. So if I got to sacrifice him, you got to raise him from the dead. In other words, Abraham says, it don't matter what happens on top of this mountain. Me and my son, we're going home today. If you want me to kill him, if you want me to sacrifice him, if you want me to give this offering, I'll give it. But you're able to raise this offering from the dead. You're able to pick this offering up from the dead and redeem it in my life. Open doors for me in my life. Bring me into a place in my life. So that's why I'm giving the offering. That's why I'm bringing my offering. Listen, let me tell you right now, if you haven't given, if you haven't given, if you haven't given, there are a lot of ways to give. But I'm not talking about the ways to give. I'm talking about your heart. Prepare your head. Prepare your hands. Prepare your heart. Prepare yourself to give. If you've not decided what to give, or you gave an offering that doesn't match your dream, doesn't match a promise, doesn't match how God has brought you through, prepare your offering right now. Pray with your family around your offering before you give it. Get everybody around that offering and say, God, we're giving this to you. We're giving willingly. Nobody's asking us. Nobody's telling us. Nobody can tell us what to give. Nobody can make us give. Nobody can tell us the amount to give. This is between us and you. Come on, saints. This is between me and you, God. Right? And now, there are several ways to give. There are several ways to give. There are several ways to give. They're going to put this on the screen. They're going to share it with you. There's a way to get four ways to give. The application, the app is the best way to give. It's the best way to give through the application. You can also give by check. You can give in cash even. You can mail it in. You can drop it into the office. You can email it, you know, PayPal. You can text to give also to 77977. And you can go to our website and you can give. You can give right there. Just play that music for just a moment. Everybody at home, everybody at home, just say, Lord, I surrender. I, I, I just surrender this to you. I'm not afraid to give this offering. I'm not afraid to give you what you require. I'm not afraid to give an amount that see, it may seem too much to some. But I'm securing, I'm securing the knowledge between you and I that I trust you. I trust you with my heart. I trust you with my life. I trust you with the promises you've given me. I'm giving them back to you. I'm giving them back to you. Okay? Go ahead and give now. If you've given already, we're getting ready to bless it, Pastor Linnell and I, just in a few minutes. But go ahead and give now. Go ahead and give now. Go ahead and give now. If you've already given, just lift those hands in praise and in worship. If you've already given your offering, just worship God. Because giving is worship. You can't worship without giving. You can't worship without giving. He said, when I bring my first fruit offering, it's the ultimate worship. Your ultimate worship isn't singing. Your, wor your, your ultimate offering is not dancing. 
It's not on your knees unless you brought a gift to God. That's what he calls worship. Well, this goes against everything everybody's telling me. How are they living? The people who are talking to you about not giving, how are they living? Huh? I can tell you about people who, I mean, witch people, witches, warlocks, people who don't know Christ, give. Because they understand how the universe works. It's us Christians that believe we can get a lot from God without giving to him. It doesn't work. So give right now. This is your opportunity to give. This is your opportunity to give. So give. While you're giving, we're going to bring up the first fruit offerings that we have received. Pastor Nell is going to join me. We're going to receive, we're going to sit that first fruit offering right here. We're going to bless it. We're going to lift it up before God. And we're going to tell God. Now, if you want to read to your children or to your family how this works. How this works. You're still giving. I want to give you time. This is how this works. And this is where you find it in the Bible. And it shall be that when you come into the land, this is Deuteronomy 26. This whole chapter is the blessings and the curses of first fruit, right? And it shall be that when you come into the land in which the Lord your God has given you as an inheritance and you possess it and dwell in it. Next verse. That you shall take some. What do he say? You shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground, which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God has given you, and you shall put it in a basket. You can bring and sit that basket right here. You shall put it in a basket, and then you will take that basket to the place where the Lord your God chose to make his name abide. That's this house. That's this house. Bring it to the house. Next verse. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days. That's me. I'm called to be your pastor. I'm called to stand in this place and receive your first root offering. And I'm telling you right now, I'm flat-footed on it. Don't challenge me on it. You're going to get shut down. Talk to me about it. I'm going to stand here as your pastor and receive your first fruit. Without blinking my eyes, without apologizing to anybody or making excuses. It's the right thing to do, and I've been doing it since 10. So I'm going to stand here as your priest, and I'm going to receive your offering because I know what it's going to do in your life. I know. Am I clear? And now what you're going to declare is, I declare today that the Lord, your God, that I have come into a country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Next verse. Then the priest shall take the basket. This is what we're going to do in a minute. The priest shall take the basket out of your hand and set it before the altar of the Lord your God. Next verse. And you shall answer and say before the Lord your God, my father was a sinner. These are all the scriptures. I used to be in sin. I didn't know God. God brought me out of Egypt. That's what the story is. That's the testimony. He's brought me into a land that's very populous. Next verse. Come on. But the Egyptians mistreated us. The devil mistreated me while I was in bondage. Next verse. Y'all getting it? Y'all getting it? Then we cried out to the Lord of our fathers, and he heard our voice, and he looked on our affliction. Keep giving, everybody. Keep giving. And, and our labor and our oppression. 
Next verse. Next verse. Then, so the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. Next verse. And he brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Come on. Come on, next verse. And now, be behold, I have brought, I have brought, come on, Pastor Nell, stand with me. I have brought the first fruit of the land which you, O Lord, gave me. Then you shall set it before the Lord, your God. And what do you do? Worship. This, my friends, is worship. This, my brother, this, my sister, is worship. Words don't talk to God. Your offering speaks. Your offering talks to God all day. Cain killed Abel, but Abel is still alive because his offering still speaks. It's talking every day. You're going to be in your grave and turn to powder. And 400 years from now, your offering's going to be talking. Talking to your kids. Talking to your great, great, great grandkids. That offering will promise to never let them fail. To keep your whole family. And they'll be able to point back and say, you know, way back then, this is who started this. Am I making sense? Now, what else happens? The next thing you do is what we're going to do today. So you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given you and your house, you and the Levites and the stranger. That's how we're going to end. We're not going to end after we put checks in the box. And then we end by saying, Lord have mercy. I done gave away my inheritance. I gave too much today. That ain't how we do it. We rejoice at the end and we say, God has been good to us. You guys can join us. And as we're lifting this basket on behalf of Ambassadors Worship Center, the congregation, for those of you, the many, many, many of you that have sown through our app, through our online yes. uh, platforms, those offerings also are being lifted up by the elders and your shepherd on this morning. Father, we bless this offering today. Come on, y'all. Release your faith from your home, from your office, from your car. Release your faith. Father, we bless this offering today. We say that it represents the first fruit from your people. Your people, this is their first fruit offering. God, we say today that they have proven that they trust you. They trust you. So we're asking you today, unlock the systems of wealth to your people. Even in times of crisis, unlock in their minds, in their spirit, in their hearts, the wealth of the kingdom to them. We bless it. So now, everything they have left, whatever they gave out of, is now blessed. It is empowered to prosper in Jesus' name. There is no curse that can come upon them. They will not fail in anything that they do. All the doors are open for them in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Father, we thank you for every family that's represented in every household, yes, Lord. every head of the house, Father, yes, that, that have omitted, committed to obeying your word, yes, Lord. that you would remember them this day, name by name, family by family, God, Hallelujah. their willingness, their heart's desire is to trust you yes, and to move forward, even in a crisis, knowing that on tomorrow things will be better than they've ever been before. Yes, we decree that all the 21 blessings of the first fruit and more will manifest in their lives, that their children's children shall be blessed, that our age will grow old and they will not grow weary. The blessing of the Lord will be upon Hallelujah. them. No curse shall overtake them. In the name of Jesus, what you have blessed and who you have blessed cannot be cursed in, in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Hallelujah. 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 You guys can hold that. Now, let's get our promise in our hands. Let's get that prayer of promise in our hands. It was sent to you at home. If not, it'll be put on the screen. It'll be put on the screen. Let's, let's get up on our feet at home. Let's get up on our feet. Let's get up on our feet. Let's get up on our feet. Let's, let's talk to our offering. Let's talk to God about our expectation. Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready at home? You ready, everybody? Come on, let's quote it. Father, I thank you that because of my obedience to remember you with my first fruit offering, come on, I can now expect the promises that are attached to my obedience. Come on, thank you for causing me to have more than enough so that I can save, store, and invest. Thank you for driving out all opposition to my increase. Thank you for causing my ownership of land and property to increase. Because of my first fruit offering, I trust that you will cancel the desire of my enemies to harm me. I thank you that my whole house, including my entire family and all of my possessions, will be empowered to prosper. Come on, Father, I trust that you will cause what I have left to be blessed beyond measure. Father, I believe and expect that the kingdom of God will have more than it needs to do your will because of my willingness to give. I thank you that revelation knowledge will be revealed to me that will change my life forever for the better. You for God, you are cannot lie. You made a promise in Romans 11:16. That if the part of the dough offered as first fruit is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If it is root is holy, so are the branches. Come on, since I have given my first fruit offering, I can expect my entire life to be blessed. In the name of Jesus, the King of Kings, that I confess 